You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Well, well, grand rising, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. We got a full on thorough Thursday for you on this uh, Friday Eve, as I love to call it. But I'm so glad to have y'all joining us today. I'm excited because I got some dope guests in the uh, in the building today, sitting on the couch with me. We got council member Tammy Morales. Uh, she's going to be telling us all about her campaign. She is staying strong, moving in for that seat once again. So I'm excited to speak with her. And then we also got Eddie Purpose in the building, executive director and founder of Progress Pushers. He's going to be sharing us his story, his journey, and the work that Progress Pushers is out here doing in the community. So I'm so grateful to have them both joining me today. And it's a special day because I get to start this day off with my new intern, because Shay is in the building. And when she officially starts, I'll make sure we put her her media asset out there. But it's also her birthday. Happy birthday, Kashay! <laughs> so I'm excited to have her joining me on this journey. Uh, from ATS Sugiyama High School. So I am really excited, y'all. It's been a great morning already so far. But of course, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share the stream. That's right. Participate with us by tagging and sharing the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, don't worry. We got you covered. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. You name it. Whichever one is your favorite, y'all will find me there. Shout out to everybody who is tagging and sharing the stream. We appreciate you. Well, before I get into it with Councilmember Morales, I want to share an upcoming exciting opportunity for you to get your tickets for Thing. That's right. This amazing musical festival that happens right here. Uh, tickets are going to be going on sale starting tomorrow. Uh, you can see right there, it's going to be in August. Uh, it's a whole weekend of fun. And honestly, it is family friendly. There are so many amazing guests that'll be there bringing their talent and skills to bear for all of you to participate. We will be pushing this because we have to be the ones to celebrate our talent here, right? If we don't do it, who will do it? And already people will be coming from all over the place to participate in things. So we here need to be there as well. Make sure that we support that amazing effort going on. And I'll be sharing more information with you in the coming weeks ahead. Well, I want to thank Miss Tammy Morales, council member, for giving us some time today. Hi. Good morning. Nice to see you, Trey. Yeah, great to see you again. Uh, th there's so much to talk about because you now have been in office. You served one term already. Tell us about some of the things that you've really learned that made you say, I got to continue in this route and make sure I put my name in the hat again. Sure. Well, uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I love the new set here. Um, uh, I am really excited about the opportunity to keep serving the people of District 2. You know, I came into office uh, really feeling like the South End communities of color needed more representation and really wanting to bring the voices who have typically been left out of decision making in the city 
bring those voices into the halls of power. Um, so I'm excited about uh, the opportunity to keep doing that. I'm really proud of some of the things that we've been able to do. I've really spent the last three years uh, trying to elevate the discussion about community-led development, about community control of capital. Uh, you know, a lot of the work that I've been doing is around uh, trying to change the systems in the city so that we are facilitating community wealth development, particularly for black and brown neighborhoods, because we all know that uh, for generations, uh, black and brown folks have been pushed out and left out of these decision-making tables uh, and have been stripped of wealth. So, um, so that's the work that I really feel called to do at the city council is to make sure that we are dismantling what's not working and really trying to um, build up the opportunity for people to create wealth. Um, so those are those are kind of the big things that I'm working on. It all relates to housing, it relates to land use, it relates to how we finance things. Um, but I'm excited about continuing to do that work with our city departments and with our community. As you know, there's a lot of folks doing this work already. Uh, Africatown Community Land Trust. Um, you know, I was meeting in a meeting last week with uh, Caleb Jackson, who's doing um, Pride Land Partnership, a fund to help folks who might be at risk of losing their home, figure out how to hold on to it and hold on to that asset, how to build wealth for their family so they can pass it on to the next generation. And um, I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity to keep doing that and to, and to work in, in partnership with community members. Well, you know, I think it's so important when we talk about uh, exposure and um, being engaged, right? When you have community groups who stay engaged in the work and who are really learning along the way, I think there's a lot of learning that's been going on the last few years with regard to keeping your homes, community-led development initiatives, yeah. community members being engaged in activities that I think uh, historically, they didn't feel like there was a, a place for their voice to be heard. So first off, it means that you have to have some intentionality to open up that door for their voices to be heard. And then when we talk about resources, I mean, we're seeing a flood of resources come in. I think there's a lot of things around COVID relief and all of that, but they need to really hit families so that they feel an elevated, you know, rise in their material conditions. And I think that that's really key. What are some of the things that you're really standing firm on as you uh, continue on as, you know, being somebody who's representing such a diverse uh, district. Sure. Well, um, so uh, I sit on the land use committee. We will be talking about the comprehensive plan in the next year. I think one of the ways that will be very important for us to start making these shifts is to uh, allow for the kind of neighborhood development that really brings resources, brings uh, small business opportunities to each of our neighborhoods. So right now, the way we the way we develop uh, is to really isolate wealthier homeowners in some neighborhoods and sort of push all the apartments into other areas. So that's the conversation that we're going to be having in the next year is how do we shift that so that people have access to, uh, to goods and services in their neighborhood and also have the opportunity for homeownership. So uh, as you know, you know, the uh, 2021, I think we had a, um, a report done on the racial wealth gap in the city of Seattle. And that showed that 33% of, uh, of 
black homeowners, uh, uh, the rate of homeownership among black families was only 27%. 33% of black families reported zero net wealth. And so these are long, long changes that we have, right? We have to play the long game, but, um, but there's a lot of work to do. And I think for me, I've been working, for example, with the Department of Neighborhoods um, to try to identify what is the city doing that is that can facilitate supporting access to resources, access to capital, access to land ownership. And what are we doing that's getting in the way? Um, we're still doing that work. We don't have all the answers yet, but that community wealth building strategy is, is my work for the next few years. Uh, my team has been studying what they're doing in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, they're doing similar work in Chicago. They're doing similar work in Oakland. And so we're in touch with all of these communities to understand what their municipalities are doing and what we sort of need to get out of the way and let community do. Um, so those are those are the kinds of things that I'm excited to keep working on. Well, yeah, I mean, this is great. You're talking about I just got connected with Caleb when you said that earlier um, in terms of all of the different ways that people are doing things. I've been hearing some great work uh, being done around this kind of 15 minute neighborhood, mm -hmm. right? These 15 minute neighborhoods where anything is within walking distance of 15 minutes from your house. Right. And it really will start to, I think, elevate the ways that people engage in their communities. Because what we are seeing right now is that in terms of folks being able to access certain resources, it means they have to leave their community, right? right? And so I, I love that you're on that and that thinking about it from a land use development perspective, that's going to be really key and critical. But these are also topics that oftentimes like community members are like, what are you talking about? Right. right? <laughs> uh, and so so how do you uh, find that engaging community in some of these discussions um, has maybe been beneficial to maybe your personal growth and learning, but also to the community that you serve? Yeah, thank you for that question. Um, so I've been trying to uh, um, educate and inform the community for about a year now that this process is coming up. So in my office, in my council office, we've started a series of community discussions that we're calling Seattle Within Reach. Um, and the point really is to try to help people understand what is the comprehensive plan? Why should I pay attention to this? How does it affect my day-to-day -day life? And we've kind of broken it down by um, topic in the, in the plan itself, it's called elements. But so we, we invite people to come, we have a conversation about transportation, about housing, about small business, about the environment. There's a climate justice element to all of this because as somebody representing communities of color, you know, we have greater health disparities, asthma, all those things. Um, and so through that, uh, that is one way that we've been trying to help people understand what are the different parts of this planning document and, and how does it affect me? It's really important. So I'm, I'm trained as a neighborhood planner. So this is important to me because the whole point of neighborhood planning is to bring community to the table to help them understand that they have a role to play in how their neighborhood changes and grows. Um, this should not be a process where the city makes a decision and imposes it. It's absolutely about community engagement and bringing people to listen to share their priorities, to share the things that are bothering them about how their neighborhood works. And what we've learned is that people want to be able to age in place. 
Elders want to be able to cross the street to go to the grocery store, to go to the pharmacy, to go to the credit union, to go see a healthcare provider without having to get in their car. Um, kids want to be able to go to school and cross the street and go see their friends. And so there is a lot to understand about how all these pieces intersect. And we all need to be able to be in a neighborhood that we can navigate safely that we can get the things that we need without having to go to a different neighborhood to get them. You know, one of the things I see is there are some neighborhoods, mostly in the North End, that are very well resourced. Mm -hmm. You can walk around and get everything you need. And that's a policy decision that some communities have that and others don't. And so it's really, uh, it's really incumbent upon us as city council to make sure that we're making a shift so that every neighborhood has access to the things that they need to thrive. Yeah, this is a uh, key. When you think about, you know, how accessible you've been as a council member, you know, what is something you really want to speak to in that regard? You know, because community members and those who you represent need to have access to you in order for their voices to be heard on a, on a number of issues. Yeah. Uh, how do you approach that level of accessibility? So we have, uh, thank you for that question. I will say, first off, my first three years in office, it was really hard. <laughs> well, maybe the first two years, right? So we were, I was in office for 53 days, I think, before we all got sent home. So um, it, it was hard the first couple of years trying to do everything from my kitchen table and trying to keep my family safe, trying to keep community members safe. Um, now we've shifted. We have in in district office hours. Uh, so, you know, we set aside a whole day every two weeks to uh, to meet people at coffee shops. We're trying to rotate through the district. So we were at Cafe Red last week. Before that, we were at the Rainier Beach Community Center. Um, and that's been great because it does allow people to come in and see us. Uh, we also um, are, you know, doing the Seattle Within Reach so that people can communicate with us about particular topics. And then uh, my district director, Evelyn Chow, is always available. We're, we are going out much more to community meetings to show, rather than asking people to come to us, going to where people are already gathering. So we've been to the Beacon Hill Community Council. You know, there was a, a, a meeting last night about uh, the Duwamish and some of the environmental health issues happening uh, down at CMAR. That was in South Park, which is not my district, but it was important to be there to hear what neighbors have to say about uh, the health impacts of, in this case, the King County Airport down there. Well, that that's uh, critical. L lastly, of course, I got to give you time to to tell viewers why vote for you. Why council member Morales, Tammy Morales, why do you deserve the seat again? Well, thank you for that opportunity. Uh, one of the things I'm most proud of is that, um, you know, the district two is comprised of neighborhoods that have historically been underinvested in for generations. Um, and one of the things I'm most proud of is that we've been able to bring significant investment uh, in the last couple of years, uh, close to $200 million for sidewalks and parks and uh, cultural spaces and park improvements and uh, youth programming. Um, it's really important to me, you know, kind of the values that I bring to this office are to repair the harm that's been done to communities of color and to really try to democratize access to power and access to resources. And so, Everything we do in the office is about that. And that's the work that 
there's still a lot of work to do, don't get me wrong. Uh, it took us generations to get here, um, but I'm really proud of, of what we've been able to do to deliver for folks in the South End, and I uh, would be honored to have the opportunity to keep doing that. Well, there you go. Look right there. Let folks know how they <laughs> connect with you in the campaign and all the work thank that you. you're bringing to the community. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me, Trey. Um, I am running for election. Uh, you can learn more about our campaign and how you can get involved by going to votefortammy.com. And uh, we'll get in touch with you about volunteering, democracy vouchers, uh, endorsement, anything you want to know about how to be involved in our campaign. And we look forward to seeing you. Right on. Thank you so much, Councilman Morales. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Oh, y'all, this has been a great start to this thorough Thursday. I told you lots of information coming your way and it gets to continue because Eddie Purpose is in the building. I got to give him his time. I'm so excited to hear about his journey. What got him to be the founder and executive director of Progress Pushers and hear the great work they're doing out in the community. Stay tuned, y'all. You're watching The David Trey. What up, y'all? T-Dub here, as always, bringing you the news and art funding and opportunities. This year's Four Culture Project grants are live now, and here's what you need to know to apply. Four Culture Project grants fund cultural activities and projects throughout King County. If you are an individual or group with arts, heritage, or preservation at its core, then this funding is for you. And if you're new to the grant application process, Four Culture hosts virtual workshops and has a team of grant managers ready to assist you in the process. The deadline to apply is March 23rd. Head over to fourculture.org for more. Welcome back, everyone, to the day with Trey. Y'all saw it right there tonight, 7 p.m. Clapback Culture is back on air. I'm so excited. Julia Jesse will be bringing y'all some amazing uh, topics. You know how they do on Clapback. Make sure y'all tune in tonight right here on Converge Media at 7 p.m. And congratulations, Jules. I'm so glad that you are back on air. We have missed you. I know the audience has missed you. So welcome back 100%. I can't wait to tap in with you soon. So I could be hearing a little bit about what you're going to be covering. You know, that's going to be coming up. But I'm excited because Eddie is in the building. What's up, Eddie? Yeah, what's good? Hey, how are you? All right, doing great. How about yourself? I'm great. Well, I want to learn about your story. The, give us the background. What got you to say, you know what, I need to do something for my community and I need to do it in this way with Progress Pushers? So uh, I always say, you know, I'm an example of the school to prison pipeline. You know, I left school at the age of 16, uh, went to go commit a home invasion robbery. 17 years old, I was on the run. 18 years old, I was the youngest person at Walla Walla in 2003, serving a 14-year sentence that I ended up serving 12 and a half years on, right? And so while in prison, because uh, I grew up in prison, right? Every single day of my 20s gone. And so uh, <clears throat> initially, you know, I took with me the same negative behaviors, beliefs, and experiences uh, that brought me here in the first place. And uh, then it was in 2009, you know, gang involved, um, uh, I met a brother who was leading the Black Prisoners Caucus at Moreau, right? Uh, Kamani Carter, shout out to him. Uh, and we was having our meetings on the yard. Um, and he told me, he said, you know, any leader can lead their people towards negativity, but it takes, while still being surrounded around that negativity, but it takes a special type of leader to lead your people towards positivity while still being engulfed around the negativity. And that really did, did something to me. That was like an aha moment for me. Right. And so uh, shout out to the Black Prisoners Caucus at Moreau. Uh, 
positive group that I've been, that I've been around since 72 yeah. uh, really helped uh, building young brothers in prison. And so that really did something to my soul, to my spirit, to my heart, right? And so the very next meeting on the yard, you know, um, we began to do some things differently, getting some brothers connected with job opportunities that's getting ready to get out, teaching them how to write their resumes, uh, really preparing them for their release, right? And so uh, for me, it was the brothers in prison, some of which who still haven't came home and ain't coming home, according to their sentences, uh, who breathed life into me that I wish I would have been able to um, receive earlier on. So that was the start of it for me. And so that led to me getting released in 2015 at the age of 31. Uh, and, you know, I hit the ground running, right? Uh, at that point, I had already been bit by the bug, right? I wanted to do something for my community. It was women like Mary Flowers, right, who came up to... Uh, came up to the prison and was again breathing life. She said, we need you guys in the community, right? Uh, and so I wanted to be a part of the construction opposed to the destruction of the community. And so I wanted to do something um, to, to, to more than just give it back, right? I wanted to breathe life how life was breathed into me, right? And so uh, I started working for Urban League for about uh, three years, started off as outreach, shout out to Augustine Cedar, Michelle Merriweather, Pamela Banks. Uh, but you know, they believed in me, right? And so um, put me in position to be outreach. And then I ended up getting, you know, uh, promoted, promoted, promoted. And then it came to a point where I realized they wasn't focusing uh, at that time really on the youth as much as I would have wanted to. And so I, uh, 2018, I started Progress Pushers. And in 2019, I jumped off the ledge and, um, you know, uh, began to, facilitate groups all over the county. You know, we was going to Green Hill, Chehalis and Green Hill. Uh, you know, we was South End, uh, the highway further away. We're, we were everywhere, right? Uh, really just teaching. Um, and so I created a curriculum um, through our uh, through our organization, up under the Credible Messenger model. Mm -hmm. And so we got four phases of curriculum, life skills, job readiness, leadership development, and civic engagement. And so we're talking about the conversations that's not being talked about at home. We're talking about the conversations that are not being talked about at school, right? Uh, when we talk about generational curses, vices and values, who are you when you look in the mirror, right? The importance of forgiveness, right? And so uh, dealing with self, getting self right before you can be uh, right for anything or anyone else, right? So this is, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, I am so excited that folks like you are not just using your brilliance for your own, like, oh, for my family, my, you know, my wealth, my this and that. It is so right. And I just shout out to Mary Flowers, man. Like oh, yeah, when you mentioned the queen, that is mom, Mary. And Janet Preston. Absolutely. Yeah, Janet Preston. Come on. I mean, these are some folks who in community do it without needing the recognition but the fact that we know what they're holding and the history that they bring to really connect folks like you back to community is so key and there's so many other names we can mention oh, i'm yeah, sure absolutely. but it's just great to know that you know you said i have something to give to these young folks and that you made it very specific in terms of your focus and it is you know this is so necessary because as we think about dismantling the ideology around violent action it is something that is like it permeates in the mind it starts in the mind 
And so we need folks like you out here talking to these youth. What are some of the ways that you've been building up progress pushers to really include community on your journey? So, you know, first of all, shout out to my team. Uh, You know, obviously progress pushers wouldn't be what it is without our team. We're a small team with a huge impact. Um, And so some of the things that we've been doing, we've been trying to be really innovative. Right. And so uh, what that looks like is, uh, you know, we established a, a music group. Right in Georgetown, um, connected with Mob Studios. And so we're putting together a, a Progress Pushers music album for our young folks to express themselves in a positive manner. Right. Um, being intentional and mindful about the messages that they're receiving. So it don't get trapped in your subconscious and it get played out of your actions. Right. Uh, and so we're putting out we're putting out, you know, an album. We also got a music group at a Renner Valley Leadership Academy um, in the South End. Uh, in addition to that, again, we're, you know, Green Hill, uh, looking forward to getting back into Green Hill, um, to teach those young brothers once again about, um, these different topics that really, they need to understand more about self, right? They need to understand more about their connection to the community, but we, we also, um, take our youth to, uh, political forums, right? Uh, we're going to school board meetings. We're going to city hall meetings, Right. And we're teaching them the importance of understanding politics and policies, laws that affect your life. Right. And so we can't continue to complain about these situations without actually being able to understand them and then create solutions for them. Right. And so um, in addition to that, we got our community events, uh, March 25th, one to four Dale Ridge Community Center will be at uh We'll be there. Uh, we have a every we, we do an event every 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 uh, quarter, every three mm-hmm. months. And so this event is going to be a leadership development. And so we got a few of our young people to host the event this time. And so we're also one of the regional peacekeepers. Shout out to Community mm-hmm. Passageways and yes. other wonderful organizations doing their thing. And so uh, we got some young brothers who's a part of that regional peacekeepers who's been impacted by gun violence who's going to be leading this uh, this event on leadership, right? The importance of it. What does your leadership look like? How is that being displayed in your life, right? And so, uh, yeah, in addition to the events, you know, uh, we have our groups. And so we're, we're in communities, we're in schools, we're in juvenile institutions, uh, really just trying to, um, you know, make a wave and, and again, breathe life and, 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 and uplift and empower and to create self-sustainability in the lives of these young folks who largely society has given up on. Yeah. 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 Well, it also does something to them too, to know that folks like yourselves are really pouring into them and really uh, dedicating your energy and, and talent to say, look, I know cause I've been there. Right. Absolutely. And there's just something really special about that because I think that that kind of perspective really permeates a young person's mentality. And that's so key. I'm always talking about shifting the mind, elevating the mind, Absolutely. collective elevation of consciousness. Absolutely. And that's something that we need so much more in our community. So shout out to you and all of the other amazing organizations like community pathways to choose 180 creative justice. I, I, I have a question because I have a Freedom son. Project. Yeah, there's so many, right? Uh, and I love that because we need them all. We need you all out here. Like there, there's a, it's a huge issue. Uh, but you know, I have a question because my son is 17. He listens to music that is not like it's not conducive to like 
positive lifestyle. I talk to him about his music all the time, but he's also one of those kids who gets good grades. You know, he hasn't been in trouble like that with the system or anything like that. So I think that there's young people out here that oftentimes are impacted by organizations like yours. And I'm just thinking about from a personal perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, I need my son to be getting some of those lessons too. I mean, how can we be intentional about bringing those kinds of kids in who maybe they, they, they are good students. They don't have any, you know, gang related issues or activities in their lives or street style issues in their lives, whether it's gangs or not. Mm -hmm. But you know, those young people also need to be uh, in the guidance of what y'all are, are creating. So our groups are open, are open, right? We got a no eject reject policy. We don't turn nobody away because we've created safe spaces, right? Um, and we don't want to be that organization that says, actually, this isn't for you. This is only specifically for these guys. And then they go away and something happens. Right. And so, uh, but in order to get enrolled into our one-on-one service, that is specific, right? Because we do, uh, mentor those youth and young adults who are most marginalized, who are most oppressed, right? Uh, who mostly don't receive certain services and resources. So we do focus about 85% on those who have been impacted by the injustice system. Um, And then the other 15% is a focus on those who, according to society standards, will become impacted at some point in time. But that's for the one-on-one enrollments, right? Being connected to a navigator. But our groups are open, right? And so, you know, when we um, relaunch our music groups, like someone like your son definitely is welcome to come, uh, you know, express his brilliance on the mic. He might make the album, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Well, that's good to know. Uh, I just had to ask because as you were talking, I'm like, yo, you know, when you talked about really educating them on the messages, I'm like, that's something all these young folks need. Women, men, like there is so much trash. And I I don't, I mean, it's always been there, right? I think about (laughs) what we grew up on and I get it, but it's like, there's a lot of that kind of uh, gun mentality and things like that that are just embedded in so much messaging. So I really appreciate it. And I'm telling you, this is a space Eddie, anytime you have a program, you want to come every quarter to tell us about the event you have going on, anything that you want to share, just know that the day with Trey is here to help be a conduit to sharing that that. insight and information. And so, again, the event is coming up March 25th, you said, right? It's going to be at Dale Ridge Community Center. It is. One to four. Uh, We got some youth that's going to be hosting the event. You know, we got some special guest speakers all throughout the community. Uh, you know, we got some musical performances from those same young folks. Uh, you know, we have some individuals calling in from prison to give mm-hmm. messages on the importance of leadership, uh, you know, free food, free gift bags. So it's going to be an overall great event, bringing joy to the community. Absolutely. Amazing. Eddie, thank you so much for your work and thank for you. coming to share. Uh, I know we could dive in. So I'm just, I'm right, just, just right, know right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on board. I'm a partner, whatever you need from me, you got it. I appreciate that. I will be in contact. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, I told y'all it was going to be a thorough Thursday. Of course we went over time a little bit, but I get to wrap it all up right after this short break. You're watching the David train.
What's up, everybody? You know, me and Besa, my girl, we had to pull up to Market Street Shoes once again, y'all. And you know, we do this every season. We have to get the new shoes, the new boots. And this time, I even got a coat. Yeah, no, you did walk in without a coat. I really I'm did. I'm glad you found one. <laughs> but their boots were on point. Yes, the boots, the bags. I even grabbed a flannel. Yeah, you did. You know, and I was able to get some hats and everything. I was really impressed. And you know, I was impressed because, of course, I got those white boots that yeah. you guys see me wearing everywhere these days. Yeah, no, I, I look at your white boots and I'm like, darn it, they only have one pair. Me and Basin wear the same size. Of course, every time we walk out with several bags in hand. Several bags and sometimes even a backpack, you guys. Make sure you check out Market Street Shoes. Yeah, please check them out. Where they go, Basa? Ooh, 2232 Northwest Market Street, Seattle, Washington. Welcome back, everyone, to the day with Trey. What an amazing Thursday today. I want to thank my guest, Councilmember Morales, for being here, sharing what she's been doing in the last three years and how she's been dedicating herself to the community uh, communities within District 2. Also, uh, you know, shout out to her for saying, I need to do this continuously um, and putting her name in the hat once again for a District 2 seat for Seattle City Council. Also, huge shout out to Eddie Purpose from Progress Pushers. It's so amazing to know that organizations like his exist. And of course, I'm inspired by what they shared today. You know, it means that we all have ways of bringing our brilliance out into communities, but we don't know what those ways are if we just keep it to ourselves. So be inspired, y'all. Make sure you check out the event for Progress Pushers, March 25th at Dell Ridge Community Center, 1 to 4 p.m. Let's hear from these young people about why leadership is important to them. And also, let's just do our part to be plugged in and engaged as much as we can. Be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution, y'all. And for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.